0: And welcome into the second live studio recording of the Wildcats Press Pass. I'm sports editor Cam B along with co-sports editor Bracket Lions. Bracket, how we doing? Doing good, doing good. So the story of the week is, of course, the men's soccer team and the football team, the two undefeated teams left in Durham so far for the fall season the men's soccer team won by it was the more the most convincing win of the season bracket in my opinion five to nothing over the Quinnipiac Bobcats last night they stayed at number nine in the nation prior to that game just a few hours before when the the new results came in they stayed put at nine but you got to think they're going to be taking a leap after that
1: game so what did you see from the Wildcats last night I saw the jump I've been waiting for this team to take they finally found that extra gear on offense they hadn't scored more than two all season In this game, they put up five, 11 shots on goal. They were just flying out there. Not all the goals were the prettiest we've seen, but you got to bury the chances you get, and they sure did that. Tola Shawunmi had a two-goal game. Uh, That was right after Rory O'Driscoll, the previous game, had a two-goal game. So they're neck and neck. Tola back on top for top scorer on the team. We'll see who takes it at the end of the season, but two goal-scoring threats for the Wildcats there. Johan von Niebel back on the sheet. He has a goal. Uh, Linus Fallberg gets a sh- two shots on goal, gets one goal. I would say that was the best-looking goal for the Wildcats on Tuesday night. A lot of them were kind of you know, bungled across the line with some failed goal line clearances, but Fallberg's was a lovely setup, delayed run, fired that one in. So the Cats looked, I would say, the best they've looked all year. You know, We've been waiting for that offense we saw last spring to come alive, and they finally were you know on their game they're able to get it across the line five times and another shutout for the defense who's looked really good although coach hubbard hasn't been entirely pleased with their play they had a good game solid shutout uh i believe only one shot on goal yeah you mentioned uh so the wildcats
0: obviously they score five goals i've said to you a couple times since and i was at the game the goalie didn't look that bad for for quinnipiac yeah you had a decent game if you erase five goals out of your mind but like you said a lot of them were just kind of Messy down in front of the net. Not a ton you can do, but the goalie didn't look bad. And uh, you mentioned head coach Mark Hubbard there. I know you had a chance to talk to him after the game. What were, what were his takeaways?
1: He was pleased with the team's performance. You know, he's never going to give you too much uh, emotion with his answers, but he seemed to be genuinely happy with the performance they put out there. Um, he really was happy with. He changed his system a little bit. He had uh, Von Niebel and Schwenembe come in. Later, as substitutes, they had been starting most of the year, and it seemed like with that little bit of flow already built into the game, they were able to capitalize a lot more on the chances. Uh, Shawumi, in particular, looked just a lot more a threat to score. He's been, in my opinion, trying to create too much recently when at six three, he's just got to get in the box and get his feet and head on balls, and that's exactly what he did scoring too.
0: Yeah, Showunmi looks like he's kind of taken on the role of like a mixture of what you know Minutia and Paul Mayer did in the spring. Just big, fast, physical guys, and it seems like Show is really
1: emerging as that guy so far this season. Absolutely, and I've been wanting to see it. He showed you know flickers early on this season, but he's kind of shied away from that physical style of play because he is quite gifted with his feet. But he's not gonna get beat on the ball by a lot of defenders if he can just box them out and find space in the box. So I'd be interested to see. They're still playing two at the top. In my opinion, I think they could try out Shawami alone up top with maybe maybe a supporting center attacking mid to set him up more. And Von Niebel seems to have that connection with him. But you know, Coach Hubbard seems to be sticking with his formation and more just rotating the players in and out. Um, and he mentioned he just this was a midweek game. They had two this week. He wanted to get some guys rest, some new players playing time, um, and just you know they're in it for the long haul this year. And you mentioned the rotation of some players there. Um, Liam Bennett is a guy we see mixed into the lineup.
0: Chris Pinkham spinning in and out. Bridger Hanson missed a few games in the middle. So what What have you seen from the different you know combinations of guys they've had towards the back?
1: Bennett got some games in there, and I'm not really sure. There wasn't an injury with Pinkham, but I think he had just played some full 90s and was worn out. So Bennett got that playing time. And Bennett looked really good. He's a skillful player. I've been watching him since high school. Um, he's really good with the ball at his feet, but Pinkham delivers just a bit more explosiveness on his runs. They seem to both be playing you know either a right back or left back position. Um, and so Pinkham, I think, is the better option at the moment in terms you know he's an older player. he's been around of creating and scoring. He didn't score this game, but he was in the mix and he can go on runs that will just you know tear a defense apart and then he'll find the right pass to set up a goal. And then obviously, Bridger Hansen, phenomenal to have him back in the lineup he's just a rock back there and he's also just a spark plug um, he got in with it with you know officials other players anyone he could find on the field he's feisty out there and we love to see that and he's locked down this defense they were conceding not a lot they've conceded two goals this season but they were without him so now that he's back in there they're looking to be you know shut out after shutout all righty thanks bracket so that's the update on men's
0: soccer here in durham like i said ninth ranked in the nation right now it's just unfortunate timing for the polls to come out i think they came out <laughs> 1 p.m tuesday afternoon and then by 8 p.m they were up 5 nothing on quinnipiac <laughs> so you got to think they'll take a jump by next tuesday i believe they've got hartford over the weekend and then harvard on tuesday
1: hartford and harvard Yep. real easy to say we love to see it yep all right so that's the update on men's soccer and now we're going to go to everyone's favorite football. Cam has been at the games, he's been watching, reporting. Cam, what have you seen from them recently?
0: So, the thing I've kind of noticed the most obviously go back a few days before week 1, Max Brosmer the starting quarterback tears his ACL. And by all accounts, everyone at media day, everyone I interviewed, you know, the best shape Max has been in since he came to UNH. Uh, he, he left high school a semester early came here spring of 2019 with a knee injury it was not the knee that he injured again this year by all accounts was the fastest best shape he's been in since coming to durham and then he tears his acl prior to week one and so some question marks remained at quarterback they insert brett edwards who did win the job prior to week one in 2019 the only issue was that he got pulled at the half and brosmer <laughs> never gave the job back up but edwards has looked real good and i don't want to say i'm surprised i just didn't really know what to expect but the offensive line i think is I don't want to say struggling. I don't think it's been that bad, but it's definitely one of the weaker points on the team. And so having Brett Edwards' ability to escape the pocket and you know keep plays alive when, you know, maybe the offensive line does break down a little bit. That's definitely been an advantage for the Wildcats so far that. I'm not sure maybe Max Brosmer would have been as capable of doing. He's not as mobile as Brett Edwards, he obviously. People were saying he was quicker than he had been, but Brett Edwards is definitely the more athletic of the two. So I think that's an advantage for the team. Uh, they won last weekend at Lafayette. Um, was it a pretty win? <laughs> That's tough to say. Yeah, but you, they won nonetheless 19-13. to 13. The team is now 0-5 on field goals this year. Jordan Kahn missed three against Towson in the home opener. Two more against Lafayette and an extra point before he got pulled for Sean Lahane. Post-game, head coach Sean McDonald said Sean Lahane will be the place kicker moving forward. I think Con may still be in there on the kickoffs. He hasn't had too many issues there, but I think Sean Lehane will be on extra points and field goals to this point. And yeah, the, the defense was solid last week. And outside of Brett Edwards, the most surprising, I don't even know if surprising is the right word, but the thing that's jumped off the page to me the most is the ability to spread the ball around the offense this year. They didn't show that a ton in 2019. The one game in Back in March against U. Albany, you know, Sean Coyne had a big night, but that was really it. But, you know, Sean Coyne, Brian Espinette, Dylan Laube, Kyle Lipkowski, the tight end, has been featured a lot in an offense from what I've seen who doesn't normally feature a tight end a ton. And so they've just really been able to spread the ball around, and I think that makes them really dangerous on offense for a defensive-minded team like the Wildcats.
1: Speaking of dangerous, certainly a dangerous matchup coming up on their schedule. They are at Pittsburgh. How do you see that game going?
0: Yeah, you know, (laughs) um, uh, this might be the Wildcats' first loss of the year. There's no way to sugarcoat this one. Uh, Head coach Sean McDonald on his weekly conference uh, press conference on Monday afternoon said this might be the best team I've ever faced on both sides of the ball. Um, He made a joke. He said they went down to Pitt and played in Heinz Field about 8, 10 years ago. And he said, I wish we were playing that team instead of this one. Uh, so Pitt is currently averaging, I believe, upwards of 44 points a game. The Wildcats sitting at, you know, around 24. Not bad for, you know, FCS, CAA, you know. They're right around the top of the conference. ranked 21st in the nation right now. But when you go into an FBS team, you're playing in Heinz Stadium, you know. it may It may be a sloppy one for the Wildcats this week, but I'm sure – coach mack will have these guys coached up they're gonna head in there ready to compete they've been getting better with each week so i think i don't know blow the right (laughs) the right word it may not be particularly close but i i I believe the wildcats will go in there with a plan they'll execute it to the best of their ability like they usually do
1: who knows maybe that kicking change will be the difference maker
0: yes lahane will give them the upper hand over Pitt. (laughs) Is that all we got? I think that's all we got. all we got. The story of the week, men's soccer and football undefeated to this point. May not be the case by next week. We may just have one of these teams left standing. The Wildcats, each team looking to rise in the national rankings. Men's soccer at 9. UNH football at 21st in the nation in the FCS. I have been Cam Beal with Bracket Lions alongside. and Be sure to stay tuned for next week's headlining story of the week here on Wildcats Press Pass.